0: everyone and welcome to the ALN Academy podcast. Over the next six weeks, the ALN Academy in partnership with Strathmore Law School guides us through a better understanding of mental health and emotional well-being, how having poor mental health can affect us, methods and resources to assist us in improving our mental health, and much more. In our previous episode, we learned more on the definition of mental health, why work has an impact on our mental health, and the mental health continuum. In this episode, Caroline Karocchi takes us through the workplace stressors, managing an unrelenting workload, communicating expectations at work. Caroline is a seasoned people and culture professional with over 12 years of experience working in leading professional services firms. She's currently the head of people and culture at AEL in Kenya, the largest corporate law firm in Eastern Africa, where she also supports teams in Tanzania and Dubai.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's session. My name is Caroline Karoki and I'm currently the Acting Head of People and Culture at ALN Kenya. In my role, I drive the people agenda in our offices in Nairobi, Mombasa, Tanzania, and Dubai. Welcome. I really hope that you've taken a few minutes to evaluate the different behaviors in the mental health continuum and are now very clear on where you lie in the mental health continuum. We have defined mental health. We have discussed the mental health continuum and are now going to discuss the workplace stressors. Take a minute and think about your particular workplace. What are those things that cause you stress? And the reason I ask this is because in the number of good number of years that I've been in people and culture, I have not experienced any workplace that is without stress. And a bit of it is actually good because... It pushes us to do better, it pushes us to grow, but too much of it is not good and there must be a balance. So what are those stressors that you identified in your particular workplace? From where I sit, I can classify um, workplace stressors in three main categories. I think that the first stressor could be the work itself. And we look at uh, what about the work itself can be stressful. I think the second category could be the people. And the people could mean the relationships that you have at the workplace. This could be relationships with your peers. It could be relationships with your supervisor. And we all know that that can be very stressful. And the third thing, I think, that sometimes things that happen out of the workplace in our own personal lives, um, we've just gone through a period where there was a pandemic, and there was a lot of uncertainty. With uncertainty, there is anxiety. With uh, the pandemic, uh, you know, a good number of us lost people who are close to us. A good number of us had to, you know, keep digging into our pockets to pay for medical bills for those related to us. At some point, we were locked in, and you know, we didn't know what uh, what the future would look like. And you know, sometimes some of these things that happen out of the workplace, and even with or without a pandemic, it could be some new financial obligations that um, that, that that have come up in, in in your life that are causing you uh, stress. It could be issues in relationships, and you know, we all know that if someone is able to sort their financial and relationship issues, then I mean, they they do have a good balance, but. Sometimes we are not able to, for reasons either within or without our control. So I do think that sometimes matters that happen out of the workplace have a way of coming into the workplace and causing us stress. Let's talk about the work, and what about the work would be stressful? And I do know in the uh, organisations like the ones we work with, we work in, um, they are very fast-paced, and you know one of the things we are known for is. You know working very hard and sometimes the workload could be a challenge. and I start with this because it is something that I hear over and over and over again. and I think that um, it can be an issue if the workload is uh, is is quite heavy and unrelenting, but it can also be an issue if the workload is not enough you no know, you could be in a place where you're not getting enough believe it or not I have actually met People who told me they are stressed because they are not getting enough work. They are looking at their colleagues. Their colleagues are busy and they keep wondering, I mean, what am I not doing right? And it could be a stressor. It could be that the work is not challenging enough. It could be that you've done this work uh, for a while and you've got to a point where it has become boring and routine. You no longer feel challenged. Uh, you no longer feel like you're getting that social recognition and it becomes a source of stress. And in an environment, in the environment that that most of us work in, uh, there's usually an opportunity to evaluate the reason, for example, why you have an unrelenting workload. There could be various reasons. Number one, it could be, and I have seen this happen a lot in environments like ours, that you deliver so well and every other person wants to work with you. And, you know, work just keeps piling and piling and you get to a point where you don't know what to do. It could be an issue of organization. It could be how you're organizing your work. Um, and I have found that, you know, sometimes we have that uh, pressure, either from within or without, to be very efficient. And, you know, we want to be constantly on top of our emails. And this means that we are constantly uh, getting dist- distracted and we are not able to focus on a particular thing, it could be an issue of over or under delegation. It could be that you're working in a, in a situation or in a, in a department where you have a team. And, uh, and I have seen this happen a lot during this uh, remote working era. Uh, you have not had an opportunity to train someone on a particular uh, kind of task or on a particular matter. And you feel that given the urgency that this particular piece of work is required in, you just don't have the time and you better just do it yourself. But now it becomes a continuous thing where, you know, you, you, you think you're quite busy or you, you're generally quite busy. You don't have time to train. You keep doing these things yourself. And it means that as long as you don't train, then you have nobody to delegate uh, this to. It could be also that the people you're working with, do not have oversight over every other thing you're working on and this happens a lot especially in um, in places where we have more than one uh, more than one manager say so you're working in a department that has a couple of partners and sometimes uh when someone is assigning you work perhaps uh they do not have over, uh, oversight over every, uh, all the other things that that you're doing and you end up um, getting a lot of work So when it comes to um, workload, it is um, important for you to stop and do a proper evaluation as to why your workload is unrelenting. I have also seen sometimes that in some departments, it is seasonal. It happens that between a certain period uh, and the departments that I would think about, and I'm not saying there are no others, but the, 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 the most obvious that comes to my mind is a department like tax. Is a period within which they they file and that period becomes a busy season and there are work fluctuations. It could be a learning curve. And this is where we need to be very honest with ourselves as to what is really causing that unrelenting workload. So you do need to do a self-evaluation. And sometimes there are things that you may not be able to see, but someone who works with you, a colleague, a peer, a mentor can help you understand better where this could be coming from. Sometimes it could be a resourcing issue and organizations that we work in most of the time will have tools to just evaluate what everyone is doing. When I think about um, ALN, for example, we have, uh, we have time reports and it's actually possible to go in there and tell everyone's utilization. And people do need to stop and try and unravel you know, the cause of this unrelenting workload and look at what factors are within their control and what factors are outside their control. If, for example, it's an issue of resourcing, then that would mean a discussion you need to have, say, with your performance manager or your small group leader. If it's an issue of organization, then you need to be very honest and, you know, Think about how you can allocate blocks of time, for example. In my role, um, I receive a significant number of emails. I have to sign a significant number of documents. And I found that at times it can be a bit distracting when every minute you no know, someone needs a document signed. And what I have learned to do is say, uh, I mean, even if whether I communicate it or not, I'm going to sign documents between this and this time and just allocate that time to." ensure of course within reason because sometimes things are urgent and you need to be flexible. I also appreciate that to allocate blocks of time, uh I mean sometimes you need to be realistic and for some positions when someone sends me something for example and they need it printed, they need it printed and they need it printed now, uh, it means I drop what I'm doing and you know I get it I get it out of the way. So it has to be within reason but you must get to a point of acknowledging that your workload is is, is, is an issue and finding out whether your workload is an issue because of factors within or without your control and coming up with an action plan. When they are within your control, then think about how you can organize your work better. Think about flexibility. I have personally found that as much as I want to think about uh, work-life balance, and it is very important, sometimes I will spend a few hours over the weekend just to save my next week because I know if I don't handle some things uh, for a few hours, I would rather spend a, a couple of hours over the weekend and have a peaceful Monday. Otherwise, if I know a report is due on Monday and you know I, I, I draw that line and I, I say, you know, this, is, this is my time, I'm not going to do this, then I have to be ready for what awaits me on Monday. And self-awareness is just also understanding better how you handle pressure and how you handle different situations. And adjusting accordingly. So, um, so it's so it's, it's it's important to understand. Be very honest. I have also found in environments uh, like ours in law firms, lawyers are brilliant people, and the people who support them are also brilliant people. And they have this drive, and they have this um, attitude of excellence, you know, where they want to respond real time, do everything perfectly, and by all means, it should be uh, that way. But in your evaluation, uh, be realistic and be very honest with yourself as around what could be causing that. Do you need to spend some time uh, coaching other people? It may mean a bit of a delay here and there, but it means that going forward in future, you have extra hands to support you. And I've also realized that, uh, you know, in, in, in a workplace uh, like this, if, for example, you're in a department where the nature of your work is seasonal, You do need to have a discussion with the people you're working with and find out, after we are done with this busy season, what consideration is there for me. Now, I have spent some time on this workload because I think it's a real uh, stressor at the workplace. If you're a performance manager managing someone's performance, please use um, as much as possible the tools that we have within the organization, for example, the utilization reports to check the utilization of the people you you're, you're, you're managing. If you're in a department or in an organization that does not have such resources, it is important that you stay connected to the people you're working with and have a good understanding of what they have on their plate and be flexible about it. And um, you know in, in in instances where they need that flexibility, be very clear to them when you're communicating for example a deadline that i know this is what you have on your plate but this is what i need most urgently help guide them and this is what i can let sleep also be um be ready to um to offer flexibility when when work demands is not it can't be that every time january to december Your people are always running and there's always something that needs to be done. It could be, but you have to make a very deliberate effort as a performance manager to provide some flexibility for the people that work with you. Otherwise, uh, we continue to pile work on our stars. They continue to get overwhelmed. They continue sometimes to reach out to us. Some vocal will speak out and I I have uh, seen people who speak out and I really appreciate that. It is better for you to speak out and uh, you know say you're overwhelmed as opposed to you know just crushing and now you start affecting the quality of your deliverables. I have found it very good when someone speaks out and says. And I, I mean, I saw recently someone um, came up and mentioned that you know I'm currently uh, studying. I am also on a number of matters. They all seem urgent. My utilization is. Uh, hitting the roof, and I just can't manage. I need help. And if you're that performance manager that is receiving that message, you must be able to take action. There must be some deadlines that can be extended. There must be some people that can support this person. Now, we were talking about the work itself. That is the issue of unrelenting workload. It could also be unrealistic deadlines. And um, I think when I talk about deadlines, you need to find out where this unrealistic deadline is coming from because sometimes, rightfully so, it could be coming from your seniors and is because they are receiving this pressure from the people they are working with. It could be clients, it could be their seniors as well. But sometimes I also find that we also set very high expectations on ourselves. And it is okay to want to be that star uh, but if it's getting to a place where you're constantly placing yourself under, under, you know, an unnecessary pressure, then it becomes unhealthy. Of course, we must go out of our way to deliver, be efficient, deliver on time, but we need to do it within reason. So I have found it very important to clarify expectation. If someone comes to you and, you know, they have a uh, work engagement, it is of course, no one appreciates every time if you know I'm, I'm I'm working with um my team members and every time they just want to find out uh is it urgent you no know, i I start wondering, okay uh is it that there's too if I don't understand you no know, is it that there is too much on your plate, is it that you know you, you don't have time for this, what is it, and it does help when we explain and manage expectations if I say that um yeah i'm I'm happy and willing to do this. However, in this particular instance, I can only deliver this um, to Morizat. Okay. The reason I'm asking is because I'm working on one, two, three things. And at that point, any reasonable person, and I believe we have reasonable people at the workplace most of the time, sometimes um, it could not be the case. Any reasonable person, will listen, they'll either extend the deadline or tell you it's okay or help you explore options. But if that doesn't happen, you have have to manage expectations and make sure the other person understands what you have on your plate.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Part three of our series will dive more into the topic of workplace stressors and how the people we work with and issues outside of work can affect our mental health at the workplace. Please remember to subscribe to our ALN Academy podcast in order to receive notifications when new episodes are released. See you in our next episode. Bye!